United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. The dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects Coming back to Utah. Make you sad? It's been a full-blown drop kick to the nuts because we left a breezy, balmy, constant 70 degrees Mm -hmm. in Playa Vista, which is like a rock throw away from Venice Beach. Okay. Yeah. Staying in this beautiful hoity-toity apartment. Okay. Yeah. And then I come back home. And it's 99 fucking degrees. My vacuum broke, so I'm covered in dog hair. Yeah, that is kind of... That's mostly an issue because of Apollo yeah, being of a husky. Um, I see that Salt Lake has decided to propose um, a housing reform that would allow them to build basically like fucking 300 square foot communal space apartments to quote unquote solve the housing crisis Mm -hmm. as well as a um ready player one style stacked um yeah just containers yeah containers yeah they're gonna get smaller and smaller until they're coffin sized and then we'll find out fema's coming after us all along (laughs) the whole time the whole so then i saw that and then as if it couldn't be like a more insufferable 24 hours back in Salt Lake, I then see that our dear governor, Cox... This was wild. ...has requested us all to pray for rain because we are in a horrific, unprecedented drought. And it was at that point today, after all of these things, that I said to myself... Holy fucking shit. Please make Salt Lake underwater again. Sky Daddy. I, I've been with you before where I've been on trips and then I get home and I'm just fucking depressed. I know the climate can hit hard, but usually it's just like the dream mm-hmm. of living somewhere. Yeah. Like I, I would so be down to live on a beach somewhere. Fucking put me on Hawaii. Yeah. I'll be expensive and ostracized. Uh, well, you know, well, I don't want to say ostracized isn't the right word. Uh, hated by the locals. Yeah. For invading their land. Yeah. Um, I can't afford it and I won't do it. But, you know, now and then you just want to be on a fucking beach. Yeah, it's true. And you want to just leave your problems behind. There weren't crackheads. Well, there probably were, but there weren't crackheads not, at your door. Not in that neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. I've almost mentally blocked that out of my fucking mind. Oh, you're welcome. I was ready. I had my finger on the fucking trigger yeah. of my mace. I was um, going to blast his ass. It. <laughs> I have been stalked 
by a very bold crackhead. I know that's not the politically correct term that you Zoomers like to hear anymore, but I'm going to say it with my fucking chest. Mm -hmm. He comes up in my doorway and he does heroin in front of my door and he waves at my fucking ring camera. Which is a little, it's nice. He brings his (laughs) friends. He leaves his needles and baggies in front of my door for me and my lovely dogs to step on. It's gotten so fucking bad that my neighbor just up and left in the night because we both woke up to him and four other dudes just hanging out in front of our doors at 3 a.m. And she said, fuck it, I'm gone. Yeah. Um, so that's also what I got to come in. I got to come back home to. Um, and after, you know, like the housing restructure projects, we want to call them that, you know, where the state is um, trying to dehumanize us by putting Mm -hmm. us in smaller and smaller square footage and still charging us over a thousand dollars for that. I said, there's no, there's no excuses anymore to stay in Utah. We are officially paying LA prices. At least I can have a beachfront view while I get fucked. Cause really the only thing that would keep one in Utah is the affordability, but yeah, it's becoming too fucking expensive to live here. Yep. It's not even that anymore. Um, and they are just so bold with their dystopian reality. They're not even trying to conceal Mm -hmm. it anymore. Um, so yeah, uh, it hurt a lot to come back here. Um, it was tough. Uh, my dogs weren't that excited to see me because they love Riley more Mm -hmm. than me. So they didn't even care. So it's not like that meant anything. Um, Yeah, it was just, you know, I'm suffering. (laughs) Well, it's damn good to see you, kid. Yeah, it's so good to see you. um, But yeah, I fucking hate it here. Um, Anyway, I did want to, I feel like it would be like not cool of us to skip over this very important news that everyone has been asking about and talking about online before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Yeah. And that is specifically about um, the U.S. government talking officially about aliens, question mark? Um, The the perpetual soft disclosure that they're constantly teasing at. Yeah, but this is like, this is like for real, for real, right? Like, they're actually going to be releasing a giant report this month now that we're in in june um like congressional about Mm -hmm. ufos yeah an actual well they set a june deadline so hopefully it's this month but some people are already saying it could be next month that they're already behind uh an interesting choice to do that when we've spent like what two billion dollars on coronavirus relief what do you mean well it's just not a choice like we had coronavirus going and now they're going to release the ufo report they should have released the ufo report like the day coronavirus hit the united states and fucking buried it if they're smart oh but what they could be doing with a soft disclosure is really dipping their toe in the water to see how well we'll handle it we all know they've been here yeah what are they really going to tell us that's that surprising well you know what i think it is um because i think everyone wants to say they well before they used to bury these leads mm-hmm. in like giant depositions dropped online you know what i mean like it would be all this really boring shit and then you know 700 pages in it would be a blurb about 
UFOs. Yeah. By the way, UFOs killed Kennedy and like the smallest yeah. font. Yeah. Yeah. Unsearchable. Well, it almost yeah. looks like whoever uploaded the document online like purposely made it like fuck up because you can barely see the yeah. text. Like, yeah. Something a, like that. A scan error mm-hmm. when it happened because yep. they, they're not actually typing and uploading. They're scanning actual pieces of paper. Um, so that's usually how it was. But now people are like, this is how you this is how you bury the lead reversed. So something horrible is about to happen and come out. And so they're going to give us the delicious treat of UFO information so that we'll be too busy sucking on that lollipop to realize like, I don't know, maybe. But here's what I'll just call it now. It's I don't think it's going to be that remarkable. I think it's going to be more of what we've already heard about because it's just essentially like a Navy and FBI report. It's going to be yeah. more. It's commissioned so by and so, Congress. Yeah, it's going to be so and so saw a tic tac shaped or uh, monolith looking UFO, which we have covered in the past. End of report. Yeah. It was supposed to come out June June first, so we're already behind. Yeah, motherfuckers. Um, but I will say. There, there is, there has, I should clarify, been a lot of UFO footage caught live by like amateurs in like Southern California and shit. Like the last two and a half, almost three months has been chalked full of UFO footage. Like, there was even that clip of, like, the people in the hotel filming the mm-hmm. beach and where they saw something crash. And, like, that's that's not even conspiracy or conjecture. It's real. Like, mm-hmm. that actually did happen. The footage is out there. It's happening um more frequently. Right. And it feels like this Congress requested UFO report is going hand in hand with that. It's almost like the sightings are becoming more common that they can't like run from it and debunk it anymore well and it's also curious because whenever there's an uptick in ufos usually it has something to do with like what nuclear weaponry things like that like whenever there's been nuclear testing ufos are upticks so is there some sort of nuclear program that we don't know about um is it just because tiktok and things like that make it easier to document things like cameras are slowly getting better maybe the fact that there was a crash near water, like there's usually always UFOs near water. Yeah. I just wonder what's going to be different about this. And I'm almost doubting that Congress is going to give us anything that isn't what we've already seen before. Yeah. I I agree with you. I want to agree with you. I also, I do want to say though, like as an edit to what you said, we have been like this connected and this online and this like quick with information to drop and share mm-hmm. for like years now. But right now, like specifically this year, we have had an unbelievable amount of like UFO footage, right. amateur footage caught. Um, and I think you're probably onto something whenever we have these big spikes in UFO sightings. It mm-hmm. always is like hand in hand with something nefarious the government is doing specifically around like you know nuclear war yeah. but we'll see we'll be it's it'll be curious to see yeah i it's either going to be a lot of what we have of what we've already seen or it's going to be a way for us to just stick our finger into more of world issues by being like well this is clearly russian 
tech. So mm. now we need to get our hands on what Russia is doing. Yeah. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. do, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, that's what we've seen in the last five years is the government getting comfortable with the term UFO. Yeah. But describing everything and anything. Yep. So yeah. they'll even be like, there's a satellite falling. We know it's a satellite, but we don't know where it's from. So we're calling it a UFO. Yeah. Like they're trying to get us comfortable with the vernacular. It's that it's almost like they're trying to take the power away from the term. Exactly. UFO. Flat Earth. Yeah. They're flat earthing. Yeah. The UFOs yeah. so that we are looking away from fucking Antarctica, which is that the grays are coming. Fla- Man. UFOs from the government is the flat earth of gray I wish they Antarctica. Because I'm sick of it. Well, we already learned how to fight them. Remember you put stuff in the cupboard or whatever. Is that fairies? I don't remember. I don't actually. know what you're talking about. Uh, we talked about what. Sorry, my glasses are so dirty. Yeah, now every we all just had to go on a journey. Yeah, microphone behind your head. Glasses back on. Um, no, it's like something. It's like different ways that you can fight an alien. Uh, oh, tele- with the hats. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Should have gotten that fucking hat for Shut my up. birthday. Now I don't we- even know what I got for my birthday. Oh, I wanted to go gemstone hunting in the, in the middle of nowhere in our car. Yeah, and then we got a flat tire with no cell service. Everyone died of heat stroke. Um, speaking of, mm-hmm. speaking of, also, I need everyone to sit down in the peanut gallery. Apollo, sit. What the fuck is going on here? I swear to God, I run a circus. They do nothing but lay on their fucking beds all day. The moment the microphone comes on, they have to put on a tap dancing show. It's cute. They just want to dazzle. They want the old razzle dazzle. I don't need the razzle dazzle. Um, so I'm still trying to, hopefully by the time we finish this, I'll come up with a name of this episode. I was spitballing here when I said I'd call it uh, the breakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. I still don't know about it, though. I like it, but I think you should spell Kimmy with three Ks. Good fucking call. Thank you. But I will say people who have been tying this story in with the KKK have been taken down swiftly well that's that's because they want to be something they want to say something like it's not they're not affiliated with the kkk and they never have been yeah and then to which i would respond if i want to have a sweeping generalization of white supremacists by just throwing a couple of k's here or there in your name yeah it's true you got bigger fish to fry than worrying about me i agree i agree you're not wrong okay well about 72 hours ago, some, quote, news mm-hmm. broke about Ellie Kemper, a.k.a. Kimmy Schmidt, a.k.a. Aaron from The Office. Yeah, she re- the, they attempted to replace Pam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Bad call. Bad call. That's what you get. Yeah. Um, this is another episode that's completely selfish because I needed to justify the 48-hour deep dive and the unhinged late-night text messages I sent to Chelsea. Literally right when I laid down. So what I like to do is I like to go set an alarm for 7.15. Yeah. And then I listen back to make sure that my phone's making noise, yeah. set another alarm for 7.30. Yeah. Uh, and then I go on to my pop videos. Pop? Not pop music. But like acne popping. And I just let it wind me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hear bing, 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 bing. And I'm like, she'll stop. No, it never stopped. No. It went going in perpetuity to the point where I was like, I slept in the other room. Yeah. I'm, I, you, you can't blame me. I won't. You can't blame me. I won't, but I'm just, 
documenting my experience. No, I, I, you absolutely should. So the reason why I sent um, Chelsea, also we were on a time difference. It was really rude of me to be up at what was for me midnight for you, like two in the morning. It's, it's fine. fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's totally fine. What caused all this was a 1999 archived article from the St. Louis Postage Dispatch announcing that Elizabeth Clare, or Ellie Kemper, 19, was crowned the 1999 Queen of Love and Beauty at that year's Veiled Prophet Ball while she was a freshman at Princeton University. That is a mouthful of stuff that I just don't like about her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. The, ar- the article also noted that Ellie is from a historically wealthy banking family in Missouri, and her dad, David Kemper, is a high-profile bank executive. Um, that all sound that all sounds like a lot. Like, first of all, what is the queen of love and beauty? Second of all, what is the veiled prophet ball? Uh, also, fuck you. Yeah, you went to Princeton, Princeton. and you're yeah, yeah, you're not busy studying your ass off. You just yeah. you don't have to have a job yeah. while going to an elite Ivy League school. So you yeah. just get to go fucking dress up and do balls. Yeah. What? I sh- Am I jealous? Sense. Maybe. I'm not. You'll. We shouldn't be. You'll, well, I'm you'll, not jealous of this ball. Yeah. Yeah. A ball. In I'm ball. jealous of her father's money. That's. You know what? Thank I'm you. with you there. I'm absolutely Thank you. with you there. Thank you. Um, the Veiled Profit Organization responded to the criticism that came with this post in a USA Today article by saying they are quote dedicated to civic process economic contributions and charitable causes in st louis the organization believes in and promotes inclusion diversity and equality for this region they mean diversity in like blonde brunette redhead yeah yeah, yeah. and by like i'm i mean like heavy blonde there's like yeah. redhead that's they the, that's the diversity <laughs> they almost didn't region. even let italians participate in they this because allowed. that was like whoop. italians are not allowed yeah they're like unless you're above this specific like latitude line in your yeah. family Ooh. What color is your areola? That will decide if you. Yep. 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 Um, they absolutely reject racism and have never partnered or or associated with any organization that harbors these beliefs. It's because just um, like Thanos, they'll do it themselves, <laughs> as they sure fucking will. As you may have picked up from that last sentence, this is where the controversy comes from and and into play. Mm-hmm. While learning Kimmy Schmidt is a gold spoon, Ivy League, old money, beauty queen irritates me as it irritates Chelsea. It's very irritated, else listening. yeah. It's the veiled profit ball and the letters KKK on Twitter that got me here and got me texting Chelsea at all hours of the night. Yep. And yes. I want to say here as clear as fucking day, before we cancel this bitch, let me say, don't always believe what you read online. Just in case you ha- hate the sound of my voice and don't make it to the end of this episode, they are not linked to the KKK. But that doesn't mean that they're remotely even okay. Yeah, it's like, man, are you German? Don't care. You acting like a piece of shit. Still gonna call you a Nazi. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, be- it's like tomato, tomato. It's become such a blanket term. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like, sure, you're not like the Ku Klux Klan, but you're like a clan. Yeah. You still look. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you still wearing like a specifically like 
bleached gown yeah. and you're only allowed to meet in yeah. secret and you're, you're part still, of like, elite. not letting yeah. Jews in the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, what I mean. yeah. They're measuring no. the nose profile yeah. at the fucking gate. Yeah. yeah. No one darker than Alabaster is allowed to yeah. enter the hall, but like, you know, you're not the KKK, my fucking bad. Yeah, right? Like, Tandy rosebud fucking they found out that she used ivory Mm -hmm. like you know foundation yeah they killed her mom over it they They burned her house down they're like fucking ivory yeah you know what else is from ivory or what you know where ivory's from elephants and where are elephants from india and africa it's true and they had to yeah. shut it's it too down close. It was too, too close, close to home that was a lot edit that out no <laughs> okay all right um so the veiled prophets are a quote secret society much like the skull and bones club or the knights templar the freemasons etc like kkk even. Yeah, you can be a secret society and do good uh the freemasons essentially just donate to kids hospitals now and the odd fellows or as the internet refers to them the grand united order of odd fellows friendly society that we live in whose goal is promoting harmony and prosperity um don't let the term secret society get you here initially like just because they're a secret society doesn't mean that they're always you know saying like no black people you know yeah but they are probably up to something but it doesn't have to be racism yeah 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 because with that said there are secret societies like um a common name drop here the bilderberg group who are pieces of shit who want to keep the poor oppressed and keep the power and wealth in the one percent based off of what i've gathered the Veiled Prophets fall more in line with this. While not the KKK, they're still fucking shitbags. Yeah. They shop at Target and the KKK shops at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. So let's talk about them. The Veiled Prophet Organization. Mm-hmm. Founded in 1878 by Charles Slyback, a grain broker, and his brother Alonzo, a Confederate Army soldier. Ah, good start. You know. They wanted to create a secret elite society whose public demonstrations would coincide with the annual fair and help promote trade opportunities. Sounds that sounds okay. Right? I mean that sounds fine. They borrowed the name the Veiled Prophet of Khorasan from the Irish poet Thomas More. Just like, you know, origin story. There's nothing really nefarious about that. What's the poem like though? I don't know. I didn't fucking read it. You didn't look it up? Why would I read the poem? Because that that is... What's the veiled... What does the veiled prophet mean, though? Well, the veiled prophet was like a fucking disfigured dude who was a prophet. It doesn't... It literally... It doesn't... It's so stupid. It doesn't matter. Um, Anyway, as I mentioned above... Chelsea's still going to read the poem. I'm just looking... As I mentioned above, its purpose was to boost trade from the fair. But we aren't here because people sold a lot of grain... We're here because it became a tool for class control as the wealthiest elites around began to join. The 1877 St. Louis labor strike is what turned the burning embers into a full-blown fire. The St. Louis general strike was one of the first general strikes in the U.S. It grew out of the Great Railroad Strike, which was largely organized by the Knights of Labor and the Marxist-leaning Workingmen's Party. The St. Louis Republic newspaper exclusively wrote how the strikers were greedy and ruthless when they were just aiming for semi-decent working conditions and, like, pay. And I mean just, like, pay. They're not even saying we want enough to be all right. They're just like, we would rather not die. 
Yeah, it's like there's some sort of downside to indentured servitude right. that you Confederates have subjected us to for <laughs> quite some time now. If you couldn't put two and two together, let me help you guys out here. In one hand, we have a club for the rich and powerful elites. In the other, we have a dying working class begging for table scraps. The Veiled Prophet organization held a, quote, parade, or as I'd like to call it, a military march of intimidation um, to show force and power and to silence the labor fights. The Missouri Republican newspaper published an illustration of the veiled prophets during this quote parade looking like what today we describe as a clan outfit um keep in mind though like this obviously predates the kkk's white hoods but the resemblance is 100 percent there mm -hmm. they described the veiled prophets dressed with a white hood and robe while armed with a pistol and rifle quote saying it will be readily observed that the prophet's procession is not likely to be stopped by streetcars or anything else. AKA fuck your labor strike. Looks like a duck. Quacks like a duck. Yeah. Um, also, this it's is the longest Nazi. poem in existence. Oh, good. But there I are, know that like the yeah. veiled prophet is just like, he's like a deformed man and he's a prophet and I don't fucking. Well, it's like, it's the ultimate, uh, I don't know. Like I am man and I, want to soar higher to the skies and i want to get a lady who's like literally which the veiled prophet destined for the skies and such quick welcome as spark receives dropped on a bed of autumn's withered leaves did every tale of these enthusiasts find in the ma wild maiden sorrow blighted mind yeah. a fire once at maddening zeal she caught elect of paradise like she sees this mediocre looking dude yeah yeah. And she's like, I'm taken in by just your powerful presence. Yeah. So That's the poem in a nutshell. Massive fucking foreshadowing here because remember our girl Kimmy won a ball. She won the Veiled Prophets ball. Mm -hmm. We just learned about the Veiled Prophets. Let's talk about the ball. Yeah. <clears throat> you could categorize this as a debutante ball, which like my brain just jumps to the 1989 horror film society. Um, by the guy who did Reanimator, you know, like it's mm -hmm. if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's just about rich and powerful elites doing gross things. Anyway, the textbook definition of a debutante ball or a deb, which comes from the French word, I'm assuming we would just say this in a French accent, debutante, <laughs> which means female beginner. Not a great start. Not a great so you know what is that female beginner of what? Yeah, and of course they call them females. Yeah. <laughs> Of course. And the not females. every yeah, not everyone could be a debutante. Just you and I wanting to get dressed up fancy and go to a ball. We are not. No. We are not. There's an elitism to it and we cannot buy our way into it. Exactly. Because we have the money. If we had the money, we'd buy our way in and go to we a debutante. We wouldn't even have to buy our way, we'd just be in. Yes. We would know. Right. A debutante is a young woman of aristocratic or upper class family background who has reached maturity and as a new adult, comes out into society at a formal debut or possibly debutante ball. Originally, the term meant that the woman was old enough to be married and part of the purpose of her coming out was to display her to eligible bachelors and their families with a view to marriage within a select circle. It's like at the fair when they like bring the pigs around. Yeah, they, they give promenade. Them, yeah. Promenade the pig. Mm -hmm. That's essentially what's it. Like, <clears throat> it doesn't matter how you spin it. It's fucking weird. Um, we've briefly covered like Christian 
virginity like, Debbie yeah. Snowballs, and it's fucking which is essentially the same thing mm-hmm. because it's when they are about to reach maturity. Yeah. Um, about to get their fucking periods. It's if, not yeah, maturity. If they're, it's, asking, they're getting their period. If like your dad's like, did you have your bleed yet? Yeah. Can we go to the ball. Kill yeah. yourself. You know, maybe don't. You know, yeah. that's a joke. But so, also, I'm not. It's maybe. not. It's not a joke. It's maybe, maybe because not. that's what they mean. It's they're not talking about emotional maturity. It's not no. like, oh, she she fucking got into every college she applied to. Baby girls growing up, or you were in a really sticky situation and you thought your way out of it. Like you figured it out, whatever. Uh, no, it's you get your period. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that definition of debutante talks about like debutante balls being past tense, where you would show off your mm-hmm. because the whole point was to keep it in the family, quote unquote. Yeah, it's specifically for elite class, rich, wealthy people. Yeah. So the money all stays there. You don't want your daughter the heir of your fortune to marry like the fry cook she yeah, needs god to forbid. keep it exactly like god forbid she needs to keep it together if anything in the perfect situation you've groomed your daughter to be so pretty that you know that she's like to the highest bidder yeah so you could get like the 45 year old ceo and you're now making your family wealthier mm-hmm. by that essentially arranged marriage. Yeah, it's uh, cash with ass, just 100%. 1,000%. It's cash with ass, but it has like a diamond necklace on. And so it's classy or but we, something? Yeah, but we named it French. So the yeah. people would be like, oh, it's for the elites. Yeah, for the elites. It's <laughs> fucking rancid no matter... Um, what conclusion you come to at the end of this episode, but no matter what, we should shame Ellie Kemper for that alone. Also, yes. the fact that she tried to play super relatable and quirky and fun Kimmy Schmidt, and she's a fucking Princeton banker daughter. Yeah. And she was 19. We're not, you know, like those purity balls where they're taking like 12 year olds. Yeah, she's like, a grown ass adult. Grown ass adult. Grown 19 year old. 19. You're at fucking Princeton away from your parents, which what is that not a liberal school? But maybe it's for super fucking conservative because it's you all know, old money. But well, this I is like, no that's idea. the same thing like with Yale, right? Because Yale is the skull and bones. And I feel like you turn left hard enough, you end up on the right. Do you know what I'm saying? You also, you cannot be, how can I say this? There are no ethical millionaires. There are no ethical billionaires. You always, if you are, you have to be like in the, in itself, that's like hyperbole I'm playing with because how did you get there? Yep. Something I will almost guarantee you stepped on some necks to fucking get oh a hundred percent um and even if you do happen to find your way into like the millionaire billionaire class and you consider yourself ethical or fairly ethical you know what i mean Mm -hmm. you have to be at constant battle to make sure you maintain that yeah it's look at like whoever like the costco ceo or whatever like yeah are you you're paying your employees a livable wage apparently but i don't know i would also almost argue that nobody's getting paid a limit like a livable wage yeah Uh, like the whole the costco ceo is like a pretty good example because he's like i'd rather you know die than raise the prices in my food court and i want my employees to have health benefits and a livable wage but you know even then it's like i bet if you were to talk to 
Costco workers about, you know, holidays and yeah. yep. time off and are I, they open for Black Friday? Yeah. Like that. I yeah. bet they'd have some things to say. And while that's on the light scale, like that's very like that's light, like you're 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 fairly ethical considering um it's yeah, you give them basic needs yeah, yeah you give basic needs um and, but you know how many how many fucking homes do you have yeah i still want to how many you know yeah. private jets do you have do your kids work and contribute to society or are they just milk in the system yeah you know? it's like you know it, you you peel back the layers of the yeah. onion it's still a fucking onion mm-hmm. um so i want like even though ellie kemper can be this like educated fairly liberal seemingly kind girl you know yeah there's clearly some skeletons um Um, yeah and don't act like you're relatable you're not don't you're acting relatable you're literally you're not relatable you're an actor yeah um so anyway the veiled profit ball this shit show's goal is quote the profit is selected secretly from male members who are made up of St. Louis's elite. The identity of the veiled prophet was a little bit of foreshadowing officially a secret, but it's suggested that the veiled prophet is the richest man in St. Louis of a given year or the man who donates the most money to the organization that year. Um, there are like lists of who the prophets have been, like obviously the first prophet was like the fucking dude who made it Mm -hmm. Um, and then it was like a police commissioner and you know you can see some names and obviously we'll learn one in a second Um, 50 plus debutantes or you know the lambs for slaughter yes um eligible brides yeah eligible child brides yeah are walked down the aisle by notable St. Louis businessmen, usually a friend of their father's, um, to bow before the veiled prophet. Five of these lambs are chosen by the veiled prophet to be the, quote, special maids of honor of the veiled prophet's court of honor. And one is crowned the queen of love and beauty. This is like... Everybody wants there to be some Disney aspect of thing where girls, pretty girls are chosen by a prince. In real life, it's fucking weird, man. Yeah, it's like, so fucking weird. Imagine bowing to a dude, a veiled prophet, and he's like, he's you're most veiled, fuckable. By the way. Yeah. I think, I don't know if that needs to be said. Um, while the veiled prophet members are like, you know, out and about, the veiled prophet who has been previously selected in a secret uh, jerk yeah. off session, I'm assuming, he literally has a veil over his fucking face. Yeah. And, and then he gets these children yeah the children yep the they children. bow in front of him in and he's dresses. like fuckable fuckable yeah most fuckable yeah literally or in that order dad you have most of daddy's money yeah. daddy's money daddy's money daddy's money yeah yeah he knows them yep. they don't know him Ex- immediate power imbalance exactly a thousand percent that and um the queen of love and beauty the most fuckable girl mm-hmm. that's a title our girl ellie aka kimmy schmidt got the yeah. ultimate ultimate like ultimate grand supreme yeah if i'm gonna be quoting toddlers and tiaras also not quoting toddlers and tiaras quoting the kkk mm-hmm. maybe quoting the turner diaries um 
Anytime you fuck with names like this, like the Veiled Prophet and the Court of Honors and the Queen of Love and Beauty, when you come up with little fucking nicknames and shit, yeah. that reeks of Grand Wizard bullshit, which is KKK shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. When yeah. you start coming up with the silly, funky fucking names, that just reeks of KKK nonsense. Yeah, because you're, yeah, you're trying to distance yourself from the schlebs who can't afford to yeah. get into Princeton and yeah. you're like this is why we're even better we're going to create our own elite that like our own dynasty of people yeah. that can control at least St. Louis area yeah. they're creating a fucking monarchy yeah in secret that's what they're trying to do a thousand percent yeah but like I just whenever you like calling the the selected man the veiled prophet is just ultimate fucking grand wizard yeah. kkk shit to me and as we said in the beginning this predates the kkk but like this shit obviously was still going on in 1999 and it's very alert, inspirational still going on today. that's what i'm saying i'm like does the apple fall from the tree is the tree the veiled prophet society you know what i mean yeah like, it is i'm not saying that they are the kkk but it is a bit fucking sus that they didn't have any black or Jewish members. It was yeah. only Christian Caucasians, just in case we didn't make that fucking clear. And they did their little grand march of power to say, fuck you, labor workers. Yeah. Dressed in white hooded outfits with guns in 1877 and maybe even the kkk it was like pay to play and some of those people couldn't afford it yeah or like maybe they had like the original and i i have not looked into the genealogy of the kkk i'm so sorry i know that you guys are foaming at the mouth for that mm -hmm. but i would be pressed to say because membership is secretive mostly yeah that maybe there was a family or member or lineage that traces back to the veiled prophets society that led to the formation oh of the KKK. Oh my God, I know what it was. They got some guy with like one piece of hay in his mouth and he's like, I don't want to do no fucking fancy dances. I want to go kill some Jews. Uh -huh. And they were like, yeah, but we're going to destroy them financially. And he's just like, no, I ain't got time. And yeah. that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, if the KKK comes after me for defamation of character, uh, I think I'll be okay. Yeah, I think that's fine. So... The Queen of Love and Beauty and later the Maids of Honor are hand-selected by the Veiled Prophet. The list of invitees was determined by a process never made public, but it's like invite only with limited invites. Mm -hmm. The Queen and Veiled Prophet, after he's like selected her, dance the royal quadrille i don't know what type I of dance guess. it says i don't fucking know <laughs> it's just like it's fucking weird they get gifts it's like, like a money dance at a wedding yeah it's fucking weird They're ceremoniously married yeah like for real though and like it's so fucking gross when you know the majority of girls are underage or like young yeah and the men specifically the veiled prophet is like a fucking investment banker or a fucking ceo and they're using this as a bride market yeah you it's know, gross. It's gross. It's fucking gross. They're farming girls. Yeah, they're farming girls from their rich elite. It's just, it's, it's so fucking weird how the narrative has been to like make this like prestigious. Like for, I think it was like in the 80s, maybe 
they televised one of the balls like and mm-hmm. the parade that happened before it was like a thing that you know us plebs yeah. could go to and be like look at her the veil yeah. you know it's fucking gross and weird and like there was this weird layer of prestige and like u.s royalty if you will it was very disney princess and we were like wow look yeah, at we them were, we ate it up in the 80s and it's for fucking sure. weird dude it's fucking weird it's just so gross imagine your father's friends just pause on you yeah and it yeah. being okay yeah but it's good because you have a ball gown on it's classy yeah. now yeah it's classy you have a pearl necklace on and i'm and i'm talking about the gems pearls not yeah not the other pearl necklace which you may have gotten afterwards again against your will we don't know we don't know but it's like just opening oh quote unquote opening the doors to this type of predatory behavior like doing it in front of other uh perpetrators yeah perpetrators. does it make it like okay like do you think i'm gonna send a child walking through the fucking vatican yeah because there's priests there <laughs> yeah yeah it's like no we got a whole fucked up organization right now sir yeah or ma'am uh Keep this the, is what it is get the yeah. kids out of there yeah it's just like it's so fucking weird to me that it's so sick and twisted and gross and ugh, it just makes you icky, 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 icky. And yet, a, like, surrounding it was this, like, royalty, prestige, Disney princess bullshit. Yeah. When really it's just a bunch of old grubby men. It's very trying pick to, me. Yeah. Fuck little girls. Anyway. <clears throat> come for me, veiled prophets, you fucking coward motherfuckers. Um... Our girl was crowned in 1999, but a little reverse back to 1969. Good year. Yeah, 69 tells us the story of civil rights groups protesting the Veiled Prophets and the Veiled Prophet Ball. The Civil Rights Group Action, the Action Committee to Improve Opportunities for Negroes, wanted to stop the use of the public Clyle Auditorium, where the balls were held, Mm -hmm. for the organization's private party. They wanted to get the organization's leaders, keep in mind, all heads of St. Louis corporations, Mm -hmm. to hire more minority workers, specifically black males, and to abolish the organization that flaunted its wealth in front of the city's poorest residents. I mean, that seems fair. That's very fucking fair. It's like you guys are marching through town with your weird white outfits. Yeah. And you're going through a predominantly uh black area. Yeah. Flashing your money around. Literally like yeah. doing this parade through some of the most impoverished communities as some 13-year-old whose dad is an investment banker wears a ball gown worth more than people's houses wearing diamonds that could put half the city through school. Yeah. Like, it's fucking tone deaf. Well, no, I'm sure that the investment bakers took it well. They were probably like, yeah, times are changing. Yeah, totally. They absolutely yeah. did. Um, who could have fucking predicted that the newspaper owned by some Veiled Prophet members... Oh, fuck, they got the media, too. Yeah. ...wrote horrific articles about the group being violent radicals. Oh, man, it's like when they do violent protests and they're just like, ah, just take it. Yeah. Uh, It's weird that history can repeat itself with white elites trying to uh, put their foot on the necks of the community that is literally keeping them wealthy. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. 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 Interesting how 
the date on this might change, but the prognosis, the situation is still the fucking same. Yeah. Um, but we do have some, a bit of fun, a bit of fun here. I'll just a dab. Uh, just a bit. Um, 1972. Action. The civil rights group from mm-hmm. above would crash that fucking shithole. I wonder if we can get a hold of any of these people or if they're just being too inundated with um one of the one of the action so I'll say the sentence then then backpedal. Yeah. Three white female members of action crashed the ball using tickets given to them by veiled profit insiders. Gina Scott, Phyllis Knight, and Jane Sewer Sour 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 um, dressed in evening gowns, entered the ball. Their tickets placed them in a high balcony reserved for quote unimportant guest. Um, pause here. I think it's Jane. It's either Jane or Gina. One of them just did an interview about okay. what we're going to talk about. Um, so there she's talking about it. Um, I think if we wanted to, we could for sure get a hold of someone. Um, Anyway, and this is scary. Like, this is a scary thing to do because elite people will ruin your life mm-hmm. in ways that will impact generations. Literally, generate you yeah. financially. Yep. They can make sure you never get a job again. Yeah. Truly. And they can fuck with your parents, yep. your children, yep. your family, like yep. brothers, sisters, cousins. Like, for real. The banks have the power. Yeah. It's like unfortunately true. Yeah. So Jane is known to have crossed the auditorium throwing leaflets from the upper balcony while screaming down with the veiled prophet. Because of Jane's diversion, Gina attempted to slide down a three inch thick electrical cable towards the stage, beelining to the literal veiled prophet getting ready to do a speech. Okay. Down, right down there. Right. She's fucking Indiana Jonesing. Okay. Like Tarzan, man. Literally. But unfortunately, the cable snapped and dropped Uh, Gina an estimated 50 feet straight down onto the steps of the stage. She said she incurred three broken ribs and blacked out for a moment, but convinced guards that she had fallen from the balcony. After being escorted to the back of the stage, Gina diverted a security person's attention elsewhere and ran up directly behind the veiled prophet prophet's guards, the Bengal Lancers. Dude, he's like, note before we move on. The Bengal Lancers. The Bengal Lancers. <sighs> the veiled prophet's guards are dressed as Bengal Lancers. The Bengal Lancers are an Indian military group, and by dressed as them, I mean they're in fake facial hair and darkened their skin. Okay. Note to this note, to this fucking day, the Veiled Prophet members still dress as the culturally appropriated Bengal Lancers guards. Just an FYI. So, you know, as we said, not the KKK, but, you know, what? Yeah. Yeah. You know. You know? I'm so uncomfortable right now Uh because I don't even know how to address it without like. Yeah. Bengal Lancers. Okay, so let's just take a quick look at what that was. Yeah, take a look. Um, Um, Bengal Lancers, it's like they're a military group of mostly Indian descent. So they're wearing like turbans on their heads, riding. I would describe them uh, as the guys who chase after Indiana Jones in Temple of Doom. Yeah. It's very 
that yeah. uh, aesthetic, like yeah. very prim and polished. They mm-hmm. do have like the turban and then they have the um, like blue coat, but it doesn't, it's like a longer coat. So the coat goes down to their knees. I don't want to say it's a dress. It's just a longer coat mm-hmm. with like a red sash that ties around the middle. Yeah. Um, and then kind of like a larger pantaloon with uh, a tighter boot for the desert. Uh, so yeah, these white men were doing that. And, um, you know, darkened skin and fake facial hair. No one in history has come from a region who's white and less of a medical condition who would wear that outfit. For sure. Especially okay. in St. fucking Louis, Missouri. All right. Gotcha. You know, so anyway, okay. let's let's get back. Let's get back. Let's let's once again feel the and pressure. they wore fake hair <laughs> like <Yeah>. jafar yeah <laughs> like, it did not look good yeah um so gina she ran right behind the veiled prophet's guards and got close and i mean close as in she got right near the veiled prophet reached forward and yanked the fucking mask off off of him and threw it to the ground i'm so inspired we need to do stuff like this i agree i agree this is amazing this is like such punk rock shit it really is like not only was you know homegirl up in the stands throwing fucking leaflets saying like down with the veiled prophets which is badass in itself homegirl number two broke three ribs and blacked out (laughs) while while fucking tarzaning onto stage to dramatically rip the mask off she scooby dude she juked him yeah she just did a solid like juked out yeah ripped off his mask yep she exposed the fucking phantom of the opera she sure did and um the this phantom Mm -hmm. okay was the monsanto company executive (sighs) vice president tom k smith man monsanto hasn't ever been in the news for doing something terrible right they're really poisoning our food Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah so that was followed by complete silence and it's also to be noted here that only one newspaper published this story with his name outing monsanto vice president tom k smith as the veiled fucking prophet and it was the st louis journalism review shouts out to them i wonder what financial impact if any happened to the st louis journalism review i doubt they're still even around i don't know who knows i hope they still are but we're gonna we're not gonna go down that we're We're not not gonna gonna go go down down that that because um gina had her fucking car bombed and her apartment vandalized numerous times all for unveiling the fucking prophet where do you even go for that from that you call the police who fucking who runs the the police exactly Exactly. We know that a police commissioner was a veiled prophet as well. Like, come the fuck on. Mm-hmm. Um, but action still fought for the disbanding of the veiled prophet organization so that public and private funds could be spent on worthier projects. And like what happened after the unveiling almost like shut down action like they were. It, they had been pretty consistent where the, with their civil action, like civil rights movements, protests, uh-huh. but the unveiling of the prophet almost was like catastrophic to the organization. Yeah, because of sheer violence. Yeah, against them. That that's insane. Yeah, she had her car bombed. Yeah, right like outside of her terrorism. Room. Yeah, they terrorized terrorism, her. Yeah. Um, 
From the 1980s to the 1990s, the Veiled Prophets did their best to stay out of the public eye. I wonder fucking why. Yeah. Um, in 1992, the Veiled Prophets Fair and their little parade was renamed to the Fair St. Louis, removing all references to the Veiled Prophets hmm. from the public. Hmm. The ball still occurs on the Friday before Christmas each year. It is still attended by thousands, continuing on with their sexist, weird, still racist, despite now allowing like some black members, anti-working class bullshit, and has been protested recently by BLM members, as well as the St. Louis-based humanitarian group Missourians Organized for Reform and Empowerment. Well, the New York Times just posted, as in like yesterday, as in Wednesday, an article titled The Burning of Ellie Kemper Shows We're Living in a Modern Day Salem Witch Trial, stating... I, how dare they? Okay. Stating, quote, the latest evidence that we're living in Salem 1692 was the manufactured outrage about unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt star Ellie Kemper, a gifted actress who was guilty of absolutely nothing. Yet thanks to some idiots on social media and some practitioners of journalism who ought to know better, she will apparently now forever be considered some sort of adjunct KKK princess by stupid people for the crime of having attended a debutante ball as a teen. Not as a teen, uh, yeah, we made the point earlier that she was quite young, but she was still a 19-year-old fucking adult attending Princeton. I think that that's a very, very, yeah. very, very uh, disingenuous way to put it. Like, she wasn't forced there by her fucking parents. She went on her own volition mm -hmm. as an Ivy League-educated woman yeah, uh, to be preyed upon by these creepy, veiled perverts. She, it was, it was 90 fucking nine, like she knew. And, and to this point, fucking asshole who wrote this article as one idiot on social media to another i'd like to say yeah she's not a kkk princess but she was old enough and educated enough with her degree from princeton fucking university to know what she was partaking in and how it's fucking garbage this is not a witch trial this is consequences to actions and i am not one for cancel culture i don't want her to be canceled i want her to speak about it how she's changed what she's doing better what she learned mm -hmm. but she hasn't said a fucking thing and everyone who talked about it when it first came out all their shit's been pulled offline and her silence is deafening and for that i say unbreakable kimmy schmidt star ellie kemper a gifted actress who is absolutely guilty of some fucking things. Well, in absolute, well, 100%. I agree. I think that um, there's some things that I hear about in Hollywood or cancel culture, and I'm like, mm -hmm. ugh. Yeah. But with this one, like, you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth, and you attended this ball. Dare I say gold spoon? Gold spoon. You attended this ball, and you get called out for it, and then you're just taking the same like route that they did when they were exposed the last time and yeah. that's just keeping quiet and laying yeah. low yeah so and like yeah people immediately just saying like she's a fucking kkk princess because she did this is a little out of line sure but if the shoe fits bitch wear it 
what or kick it the fuck off and yeah. tell us we're wrong. Yeah. I think that I think that there's something that is so weird about being in the public eye. Like when you sign on for celebrity, you yeah. are also signing on for being in the public eye. Yeah. You don't get to be relatable to people like you, to people like me, like as some happy-go-lucky girl with these types of skeletons in your closet. If you get mm-hmm. called out for it, then you got to fucking either just put own up to it own and up. be like, "Yep." I went to that. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I did not realize the yeah. backgrounds. Yeah. Never went again. Yep. Do not participate with them. Yep. Here's what I've been doing to educate myself in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm going to say about it. My advocacy is not for you to consume because it's always been private to me. I am absolutely sorry. Um, yeah. Let me know how I can help. Yeah. That's it. That's it. A thousand percent. Like I will be the first to say if you, my fucking Twitter was made in like 2009. If you dig hard enough, you'll probably find something you could attempt to cancel me about. 100%. But the difference is that I acknowledge that I was a fucking shit lord. I acknowledge that I said things that were offensive. Despite being a part of the alphabet mafia, I was using terms like gay and fag inappropriately. And that's not Every, fucking yeah. cool. And yep. I know that. And I would speak to it at any chance I get. And I do. And I am deeply apologetic for having done that. I had not knowing is not an excuse, you know? Yeah. Like, well, even just like the slut shamey stuff of my own past of just not being educated. It's like, why? That was just no, I had no skin in the game mm-hmm. on just being mean to girls who are just thinking away about girls who dressed a certain way or being like shitty if girls wanted plastic surgery. It was always like, well, I'm like a cool girl. I had yeah. very much cool girl vibes. Very pick me It's energy. like, oh my God, I'm so fucking sorry. Like seeing the errors of my ways and the yeah. way that I will apologize is correcting that behavior if I see it in other people or exactly. just at least talking about it. Yeah. Uh, this, I don't want to say like, does she deserve to be canceled? No. Is this cancelable? I don't care. She'll be fine. She'll be fine and that's the problem. It's like, I don't want her to be canceled. I think cancel culture is off, like awful. It truly is. Because what does cancel culture do other than radicalize people in the wrong types of ways? We'll get another fucking riot on the hill. Literally. Mm -hmm. Or like we we lose potential allies because I'm not saying Ellie Kemper is a fucking Nazi. I'm not saying she's a white supremacist, even though, you know, her roots are fucking weird and murky to me. I'm not saying she's a bad person. I bet she's a really great person. I bet that she's donated to so many like fantastic organizations. I bet that she does advocacy and education, but show up girl, like show the fuck up. Like this the bar is on the floor. No one's trying to cancel you. Yeah. People want fucking answers and you don't have to give them answers like, hey, this, that, and this. You just have to say, yeah, I did this. They did this. I don't yep. agree with it. Whatever. Yeah. I, just anything is better than nothing in this type of situation. I agree. Yeah, I agree. She's not probably not going to get canceled either way if she speaks out or if she well, doesn't. No, because this is that weird situation where the toxicity and the vocal minorities of quote unquote cancel culture mm-hmm. have created this like back and forth discourse on their own side where we're too busy fighting with yeah. each other and amongst ourselves. Like this fucking asshole who I don't fucking like for his bullshit article saying that this is a modern day Salem witch trial. Um, like I bet yeah. that he agrees with us on a lot of things, but 
he is probably so sick of seeing allies get canceled for some shit that they did when they were teenagers that he wrote that article and i get that and i Mm -hmm. i understand where you're coming from but accountability is not cancellation it's not and even just it's like what do we all have to be accountable for what we did when we were 19 yes yeah we all fucking have to do that i made shitty decisions when i was 19 that affect me now yeah uh Fuck, dude, I'm not on the same national stage that she is. That really sucks. Uh, but. Yeah. Just man. literally anything is better than nothing. Dude, team and up like, with Eminem and get him to write a rap song about it. Like, <laughs> we'll all be fine with that. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, and this is an unfortunate situation that's probably going to be buried because the left is strangling itself. Yeah. With. Like, yeah. you know, and everyone's just up to their ears with like this same story beating being repeated. It's like Harvey Weinstein. It's, you know, like uh, who's the guy who didn't kill himself? Jeffrey Epstein. It's always like <laughs> affluent, rich yeah. people get exposed for doing shitty things. I'm not saying that what she did was like on the same level as those guys, but it's like rich people got to stop being shitty mm-hmm. and rich people stop got like they can't be racist anymore this is creepy as fuck yeah like you guys are doing weird shit that we didn't know you were doing and like we're people are sick of it yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah this stuff is weird yeah it's you weird. you done made yourself the poster child of this veiled prophet society <laughs> yeah at 19 years old yeah sorry yeah yeah all because like daddy wanted a new corvette or whatever you know what i mean like it's, yeah and you know without trying to put words in her mouth i bet if i was to take an educated guess her dad's probably still in this fucking organization and she can't or doesn't want to say anything because she doesn't want that to be yeah affected in any way and at that point uh yeah. i don't i don't want you playing kimmy fucking schmidt so yeah maybe i am saying cancel her a little bit I couldn't get through the first episode, so I'm very oh, sorry. Oh, really? I loved the show. Really? Was it yeah, good? Yeah, I really liked it. Um, I feel like The Office started to go downhill when she came on, not because of her, but because of the exit of Michael Scott. Not her fault, but... Yeah. Um, You're not wrong. But, no. yeah. I just, like, I understand the toxicity of cancel culture, and... We don't need cancel culture. We need accountability culture. We need people to acknowledge that, you know, fucking the early 2000s and before were a really rough time. And when all that shit got put online forever in the form of like a MySpace post Mm -hmm. or Twitter fucking whatever. Yeah, like we were all treading this like new ground of everything we say and do being recorded in some sort of fashion and you were going to slip up you're yeah. for sure going to slip well, up and it was also like the age of edginess like how what did we say then that was considered part of pop culture just for the sake of being yeah. edgy you yeah. know no a thousand percent a thousand percent and it's like we were we knew what was bad right mm-hmm. we but I don't think we had any idea how important like our voices and how we used them, like how important that was to the collective consciousness. Right. Right. I think that's the difference between 
then and now is like, I'm a different person, sure, than the 15 year old posting edgy shit on Twitter. Mm hmm. But I still, for the most part, had the same moral compass. I knew that racism was bad and I knew that, you know, like gay rights. And yeah, I but I was still kind of a piece of shit because I didn't realize how like the microaggressions. Exactly. Like and the the power of my voice and what I said and words and how they affect people and how that collectively can change like the climate around you and the people you associate with and et cetera, et cetera. But you have to address skeletons in your closet like this, like especially when they've been, you know, it's a big one. It's a big giant rotting fucking body. So I guess with that, I say, you know, don't fucking cancel her. She's not in the KKK, but girl's got some explaining to do big explaining to do big explaining that's all i want i don't need i don't need her to you know put herself on a cross and get crucified for this fucking bullshit organization i just need her to say that she's better now imagine if she exposed everyone she's like oh yeah i'm not into it to show you how much i'm not into it Here's yeah, every right. veiled prophet. Yeah, right. How amazing yes. would that be? Yeah, fucking right. In a we, perfect world. We can see where she came from and know that that's not going to happen. So anyway, um, that's the veiled prophets. So fucking interesting. Interesting, right? Secret societies, man. They're fucking weird. Man. They are fucking weird. And they're happening all over the place. So, yeah. Um, fuck that New York Times guy. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of a baby. A piece of shit. Um, anyway, you can still buy stickers from our dearest friend, Kelly Holloran, or uh-huh. as you can find her on Etsy, Wild Wood Owl, spelled exactly how I said it. No need to question that. Um, you can buy the fantastic and adorable and perfectly made enamel pins of the flame logo. Mm -hmm. You can buy the ultimate of ultimate sticker pack with Mm -hmm. some of the Mm -hmm. best hits of the podcast represented on there. You can buy the beautiful and surprisingly big and detailed um, skeletons of us cheersing on the beach, which I have framed and I love looking at. I also framed mine. And most importantly, you can get the $3 each mm-hmm. individual made free shipping stickers. Mine, I killed God with Gimli's fucking axe. Um, 100% of the proceeds going to the Trevor Project, which I specifically chose because I wanted an organization that helps people who mm-hmm. have had to go through conversion therapy. And with it being Pride Month, especially, let's keep donating yeah. to them. Even it's if you choice. don't like my sticker, Go to the trevorproject.org and donate whatever you can. It's mm-hmm. such an important organization. And of course, you can get Chelsea's very cool Princess Diana <laughs> no, design. My, mine <laughs> is Princess Diana in the revenge dress doing a moonsault onto Satan. Mm-hmm. And it says, Not today. Um, the charity that I picked was Pause with a Cause. Uh, it's kind of like a two pronged charity. They take. Um, rescue animals and then they train them to be service animals for people with uh needs like ptsd uh 
physical limitations and also mental and emotional ones, which I always think is important. Again, if you don't like my sticker, if you don't like Noel's sticker and you just want to donate, um, do that. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. so those two stickers are the only ones where the funds do not go to the artist. They go directly to the charity. Everything else goes to the artist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So support her. Yeah. Also support Teradoki. She also does a lot of really cute little artsy things. She just sent me a sticker pack and yeah, I put them all on my fridge. Teradoki um, took my suggestion of a Jujutsu Kaisen sticker pack and I... I got a Teradoki on me right now. <gasps> cute. Look at it, now I know what that is because oh, you yeah. took me to that movie. Yeah, you saw the Demon Slayer What's movie. Correctly. But yeah, I've got a lot. Actually, I think every sticker on here, save Nick Cage, is from one of those two lovely ladies. And the one that wasn't, I have covered with stickers. Good. Fuck it. From those two lovely ladies. So. Um, yeah, they're absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, that's that is basically that in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Pride. Big ups. Pride shouldn't just be a month. It should be every single day of your life. Um, but especially acknowledge it now. Acknowledge where it came from and how we got here and, you know, everything that happened at Stonewall and, you know, check your privilege. I think even us in Utah, as I was talking shit on it earlier, we have some of the highest teen suicide rates and suicide rates in the country and teen homelessness rates. And that all comes to unfortunately leading back to the Mormon church um, who think that it's okay to disown your own children if they, you know, come Mm -hmm. out to you. Yeah. The church has tried to switch its stance saying that they, you can be gay. You just can't be gay. Um, But a lot of young kids who come out to their parents tend to find themselves on the streets of Salt Lake city or, you know, bouncing couch to couch at a friend's house. And Mm -hmm. that is still considered, Um, teen homelessness and i think it's really important for us to acknowledge that that you know pride isn't just like wearing rainbow crop tops and Mm -hmm. getting drunk with your friends yeah at a karaoke bar it's acknowledging the sacrifices that had to be made to get us where we are and to also recognize that still to this day there are massive hurdles that need um to be overcome and regulations and laws that need to change um, for us locally, it's a big fucking issue and just a generalization, you know, like all of our trans folks, like consistently and constantly getting rights stripped away from them. Just acknowledge the community around you, support it in every way you can, educate yourself and outreach is always a gift if you can manage that as well. If not, donate even a few bucks always helps these people and these nonprofits Mm -hmm. literally save lives. Um, So yeah, happy pride and today and of all days and like always hail Satan. Hail that beautiful rainbow of June, which should be all year round. 